You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to the Ride In NFL, DFS, and Betting Podcast. You are listening to the Week 3 Update and the Core 4. Let's get into it. I'll probably do a Saturday, uh, excuse me, a Sunday showdown podcast later tonight or early tomorrow morning. Don't think I'm going to be able to fit it all into this one, especially since I really didn't even research much of the Sunday night game just yet. So uh, that'll be a separate episode. I know in the past few weeks it's been in the same episode as the core four. So the core four, Kyler Murray. I mean, I just think this game is going to have a million plays in it. Both the Cardinals and the Lions have been playing pretty fast. The Lions defense is absolutely wretched. Um, Some people have brought up to me the fact that they're worried it's going to be more of a run game for the Cardinals uh, because the Lions have not really uh, defended the run too well. I mean, I could see that that, that that might be the case. They might try to establish the run a little bit more. Does put Kenyon Drake in play. He is my number one pivot in tournaments off of Kyler Murray. I didn't realize, I think as the week's gone on, Drake's gained some traction. Um, I've even gotten a couple DMs why wasn't he like one of my mentioned cash plays and I don't know I I just I mean I like Kenyon Drake he's not involved a ton in the passing game and Chase Edmonds has been getting out of the field a ton I could I would not be surprised whatsoever and it'll probably sink my week if this is instead of Murray going for you know a ton of production it just so happens that you know there's you know whatever it is DeAndre Hopkins gets tackled at the two-yard line and Drake gets the touchdown. Or Drake breaks off a 60-yarder against the Lions and, and instead of marching down the field and Kyler running one in. I, I could That's variance. That happens in football. If it, if it happens, I wouldn't be very surprised. However, this Cardinals passing attack and namely just Kyler Murray's advantage in cash games with his running ability is just too much for me to pass up at his current price. I know I mentioned it on the Thursday complete rundown that the Lions play a ton of man defense. They almost three quarters of their plays defensively have been a man defense. Look, man defense is something that is very, very beneficial to a running quarterback. If nobody's open, it's a lot easier to run on a man defense because oftentimes the cornerbacks are tasked with running with their man downfield, you know, not really paying attention in the backfield, kind of just playing their man in their man's eyes, um, turning back to look for the ball only when they think it's going to be, you know, thrown. So, and obviously his own defense, everyone's facing the line of scrimmage, looking at the quarterback, playing an area of the field, so a little bit harder for quarterbacks to run when the entire defense is facing them. So that is why Murray is my core play. He will be in my core four. Most definitely will be in my cash lineup. I do like Dak and Russ, but they are four, five, six hundred dollars more than Murray, and that is the difference there. I think 
Their projections are very close, and Murray just provides the savings. I do think Dak and Russ will have great games as well. Next player is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think the Colts are going to control the game. I think they're going to win fairly easily. It's a 10-point spread. The Colts have committed to giving Jonathan Taylor all the carries he can handle. He had 20, almost 30 touches last week if you add in the the receptions slash targets. He's going to eat again this week, Jonathan Taylor. Miles Sanders, way underpriced. I think he'll probably be the most popular player on the slate. But he also was in the 20s for touches last week. He's playing like 70 to 80%. They are getting Boston Scott in on you know, obvious, obvious passing situations like third and long. Um, Hopefully that doesn't happen against this Bengals defense. The only worry I have for Sanders is the Bengals are very susceptible to chunk plays. And uh, like I could see Deshaun Jackson catching a bomb or two or even Dallas Goddard or Zach Ertz catching a long touchdown and that happening multiple times potentially eating into Miles Sanders' workload and his touchdown equity. However, it's just too good of a matchup, too good of a price, and he has too much usage to not be in your cash game lineups. So far, we have Kyler, Jonathan Taylor, and Miles Sanders. All right, so the last one I struggled with, um, but I'm going to say Deontay Johnson uh, is going to be most likely in my cash game lineup as well. He's just still too cheap. I think he, he and and Juju are, you know, more so even than, you know, Deontay being the wide receiver too in a matchup against the Texans at home. I think he eats again, you know, probably pushes for 10 targets. Um, hopefully he scores a touchdown for us as well. Now for the update. Some things that have happened injury-wise that I think are very important. We were talking about getting... Now, I don't. I won't fault anybody for playing Kenyon Drake in their cash lineup, right? We've already talked about it. I kind of think that um, having Murray and Drake is a little bit iffy because a lot of what we count on for Murray is on the ground and... If he if Murray hits like we think, it, Drake's probably not going to, uh, unless like there's 45 points scored in this game and there's enough to go around for everybody. But it's hard to count on that um, because that is not a typical outcome. I think it's different, and I don't mind rostering a quarterback and running back tandem when they're a little bit cheaper or when like the quarterback is cheap and. The running back is very involved in the passing game, and you can project like four, five, six, seven targets for a running back. I don't mind in that case, but the fact that Drake and Murray basically directly eat into each other's workload and Drake isn't a huge role in the passing game. Now, if you want to use Drake and you don't believe me that Kyler Murray is a good cash game play, that's your prerogative. And I could see, you know, I wouldn't fault anybody for that. Like if you wanted to drop down to a whomever like cheaper quarterback or even if you're playing like Russ in cash and you want to play Kenyon Drake that's fine I don't think Murray and Drake is very smart though just because they're they're like 13k together and it's going to be hard for them both to smash so my core four Murray Jonathan Taylor Miles Sanders Deontay Johnson 
Okay, so now let's, we were talking about playing cheaper running backs um, because it obviously, like McCaffrey's injury, Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman's injury obviously opened up a ton. Um, and then now we have Devin Singletary thrown into the mix because Zach Moss isn't going to play. So I think those are the three backs that you're definitely looking at in cash if you're not going to play. And we also talked about uh, some other backs. But like if you're trying to get one cheap back in, I think it's going to be Devin Singletary this week. And I'll tell you why. Singletary is already the RB1 in Buffalo. Um, you know, he, he, he's he been floating between 55 and 60% of the snaps. And even though, you know, Zach Moss has been getting the game a ton, catching some passes, scoring some touchdowns, etc. Now we have Singletary, TJ Yeldon, and that's pretty much it. I mean, if you stack up Singletary against Mike Davis and Jarek McKinnon, what I personally see is Devin Singletary being the number one back already in that cheap, just getting the, just basically having the secondary piece, Zach Moss, who was stealing 40% of, you know, the, the touches, etc., away from Devin Singletary. I like that situation better, right? The Rams have been pretty bad against the run. They've been susceptible to giving up fantasy points to running backs, so the matchup is pretty good. But I just like the fact that Singletary isn't a backup who hasn't had a ton of run and that we know the Bills trust and can catch passes, has been involved in the passing game. I like that situation home game better than McKinnon, who was the RB3 to start the year on the Niners, you know, hasn't really had a ton of touches to this point in the year, has had a couple electrifying touches that he has scored on, long touches. But, you know, to assume that, you know, Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasty for the Niners aren't going to, you know, all split with McKinnon 33 33 33%, I don't think we can assume that, right? We can't really assume that McKinnon is going to be on the field a ton. I think that he's going to have an uptick in targets. Obviously, the first two running backs aren't going to be on the field, but I don't think it's safe to say that he's going to command a ton of touches. Then we have Mike Davis and the Panthers traveling to Los Angeles, playing a very good Chargers defense. I mean, what do we expect out of Mike Davis? I don't expect a ton of scoring out of the Panthers. I mean, you're hoping for some receiving work. I mean, even if he goes, even if he gets 60 yards on the ground and goes four for 40 in the air, I mean, yeah, that's not, that's not too bad. That's 12, 13, 14 DraftKings points in and around there, depending, you know, give or take on what that projection is. But I think that's a pretty optimistic projection for that Panthers offense. I could see them throwing the ball downfield more, you know, even though Davis did get a bunch of targets last week, Bridgewater really hasn't or didn't target Christian McCaffrey much in the beginning of the year. So I think it's naive to think that he's just going to start checking the ball down a ton to Mike Davis. The Bills and Rams both have run a million plays to start the year. I think they'll both be, I think that game will be pretty fast paced. I see a lot of action for Devin Singletary. So that is why I like him a little bit more than McKinnon and Davis uh, now that Zach Moss has been ruled out. 
Okay, at wide receiver, this really isn't an update. I mean, nothing really happened that I that I got onto uh, the Cowboys. You know, I think it might be pivotal to have a piece of the Cowboys and Seahawks game in your lineup, whether that's going up to Zeke uh, or getting a piece of the receiving game or maybe even Dalton Schultz, although I think he's a little bit too expensive. Um, the issue for me arose when... You know, there was some value opened up, you know, probably playing a cheaper tight end, playing a cheaper defense. Then, you know, Singletary opened up. So now my lineup, you know, not playing a 10 or, or 9K running back in Christian McCaffrey. Now you can build a little bit more of a balanced lineup. So I don't need those four and 3K wide receivers. So as I was building lineups, it looks like I'll have, you know, some money to spend up at wide receiver in cash so that opens up the you know the five and six k guys um, we already talked about in the rundown maybe playing Hopkins or uh, Calvin Ridley I think those guys are both viable just be careful if you're also playing Kenyon Drake or be careful if you're playing Drake and uh, or excuse me playing Murray you know you don't want a million Cardinals in your cash lineup because if that game doesn't have as many plays or as much points as we thought you're really sinking your cash lineup there, uh, tying all that correlation into it. But I think Ridley's fine. Um, but then once you get into the six Ks, you know that's how much. That's kind of how much the average salary I had left when I was messing around with my lineups. So then you know, like instead of going four K, eight K, because there really isn't any eight K receivers out there. You know, you you kind of are forced to go um, five and seven uh, or six and six. So I think, you know, that opens up the possibility of, you know, playing Amari Cooper or playing Tyler Lockett. I think those guys are definitely viable for cash, um, especially if you aren't playing uh, three high-priced wide receivers, right? Like, so it's not a week like last week where, like, we jammed Zeke, we jammed Henry, and we also played Jonathan Taylor. And those guys combined almost ate up half your salary, this week that's not happening at running back so I think those mid-level wide receivers are definitely in play I love Allen Robinson this week probably going to play him more in tournaments just because of the volatile nature of Mitch Trubisky's uh, attempts and his passes you know there might be a week where he's on and then you might have a week where it's like all ground balls and and just terrible decision making from Trubisky so you never know So overall, I think that is how I am building my lineup. Like just to give you a thought of what my cash game is probably going to look like this week. Obviously the core four, Kyler Murray, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, Deontay Johnson. Those guys are pretty much set in stone. Um, And then it's a toss up uh, whether I'm going to go to uh, one of the cheaper running backs like Singletary, who I like a lot, um, or pay up. Um, You know, there is... Zeke is there. I really like Zeke. I don't know if I want exposure to him uh, this week with some of the middle-priced backs that I think have a pretty good shot to match his his output, um, right? There's there's Kenyon Drake like we talked about. I don't know if I'm going to get to him as I'm already rostering Kyler Murray. Um, so I think that third running back that I slot in really dictates where my lineup goes. Um, if I go Devin Singletary then I might have room for, you know, to pay up a little bit at tight end and, and get some middling 
uh, wide receivers in there. If I go Zeke, then I'm probably going to have to drop down to the bargain basement tight end or talk about one of those punt wide receivers that we talked about on Thursday. So really that that third running back is going to dictate where my lineups go. But it, it seems like a pretty straightforward week. I don't think I'll have to play multiple lineups because I'm like crazy pulling my hair out over um, a, a 2v2 or a 3v3. I think I'll probably be able to set a solid lineup this week. Um, and I don't think there's going to be a ton of overlap. I think a lot of people are going to play Miles Sanders. A lot of people are going to play Kyler Murray. But from there, I think we do see ownership spread out a bit more. And it's always not as crazy as we think, right? Like everybody was saying last week, it's going to come down to like your defense and your tight end. That's the only thing that people are going to be different on. Or like your wide wide receiver three spot. It's the only thing people are going to be different on. And you open up the $25 double up and the $50 double up. And, you know, Zeke's 50% owned. Um, Jonathan Taylor, 60% owned. So right there, uh, Henry was a little bit more. He was like 70% owned. But right there, like you only have like 40% of the lineups maybe in the $25-$50 double up that are on those three running backs that we thought every single person was going to own. Like we literally thought every lineup was going to have those three running backs and it wasn't even half the field. So, you know, don't get too discouraged about lineup overlap. Sure, there's going to be lots of people that have a very similar lineup to you, especially when they are in tune with projections and subscribe to sites that have good projections, etc. But there are plenty of guys out there that aren't, um, that are going to have, you know, less than optimal lineups. So get your lineups in cash games. You know, don't be afraid to fire away at head-to-heads and double up some 50-50s. All right, good luck tomorrow in your NFL DFS contest. Keep an eye out for the Sunday and Monday showdown episodes as well as I'll be back on Monday to review my cash lineup. Uh, It's been a good season so far. Let's hope we stay hot, keep it rolling. Uh, Good luck, though, in week three. You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James.